0: Hey guys, this episode of the Leafs Pod is brought to you by SeatGiant.ca. Are you tired of paying in American dollars for a Canadian event? For all Leafs tickets, other sporting events, and concerts, head to SeatGiant.ca where you can use the promo code LeafsPod, all one word, to save at a checkout. Let's talk some Maple Leafs hockey. here we are Um, another game and another controversial goaltender interference call uh, from Saturday night Uh, give me your take first off and uh, we'll give our our points on this one here Uh, honestly it's I it's
1: getting ridiculous it's it's honestly become almost worse than in the NFL not knowing what a catch is at this point you could you could definitely argue that it's gotten worse Uh, and To think that there are actually Leaf fans trying to defend this call. Um, You told me that there was, you've seen a lot. So I looked at Twitter and that's that's ridiculous. I mean, even though it's against your team, take it. But then after the fact, admit that that's a wrong call. Because that was brutal. And instead of me going off on this, I think, and I'm not the biggest Craig Button fan to begin with, but what he said the other night talking about it, he nailed it on the head absolutely nailed it on the head let's hear it
2: well, the, the first word that comes to mind inexcusable i mean i don't know what brian doomland's supposed to do i mean to me that that is such a miscall by dean morton it's frightening and anybody that suggests otherwise i don't know what you're watching and mike babcock rails on it last game I'd like to see Mike Babcock rail on it in this game because you know what? You can't have it both ways. And I know he said, oh, I like it when I go my way. That's the problem is that you only complain when it goes against you. Listen, that's not goaltender interference. That's a a legitimate hockey play, a legitimate drive to the net. I mean, he even gets nudged into him. He's trying to avoid the goaltender at every turn. My suggestion is why don't we just put the goalies in a bubble? And you know what, Not, therefore there'll be no contact, maybe we put saran wrap on the net so the puck can penetrate through there. It, that's a joke. That's a joke. Like Jamie Benn in his tweet said, two minutes for scoring, huh? That's what it is. I mean, and the bottom line, now they don't want anybody complaining about it. You created a, you created a situation for yourselves, the NHL I'm talking about, and... You, get, you continue to get these types of situations. What do you want people to do? Just be muted? Don't say anything? Oh, I won't say anything. Oh, it's the NHL. It's garbage. It's wrong. And it has to change somewhere, someplace. And I'm my fear is it's not going to. Well, and the problem is as well, the playoffs starting in a month. And what, you want a game, a playoff game when the games count for real, coming down to something like this? Well, it's going to. That's it's what I'm to. saying. Guess Maybe that will bring the change. Who knows? It's not consistent, and it's really not making any sense to any of us.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with what he said there. Um, that's a goal in any league, any day, all day, every day. Um, line up at center ice, drop the puck, and and let's continue on here. I, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it that they were waving that off. And this goes beyond um, being a Leafs homer. And like obviously, of we're course. we're at least a Leafs podcast, but you know we're also. Um, realistic hockey fans at the end of the day and the reason why I'm pressing so hard on this and, and you as well I want me to speak for you, but uh, is because you can already kind of see it's premeditated that a call like that is Going to go against us and like Craig had mentioned in that bit uh, It's gonna come in the playoffs um, Like imagine imagine it's a game seven Leafs Bruins and Leafs score the OT winner on that play and they decide to wave it off on that call that's why I'm hammering it so hard because it's a it's a problem that the NHL created for itself and now nobody knows anything
1: it's it's insane and like you said I think it is absolutely a no-brainer that this thing is gonna bite them in the ass in the postseason you know there's gonna be a big call that goes against them uh, against any team, I should say f- for that matter. Uh, and could you imagine if the Vegas Golden Knights make it all the way to to the Stanley Cup final and there's a missed uh you know goaltender interference against whatever Eastern Conference team and the reason is because of that and the Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup? you've gotta believe there's gonna be a lot of people saying controversy this controversy yeah this is Batman's doing yeah this is a long con this is a long con <laughs> but no realistically that would be funny though realistically it's 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 become a massive issue and the thing that i thought was really interesting too with craig button is when he said the nhl doesn't want anyone talking about us that tells me that there's been an email or a few emails gone out to the nhl media saying hey listen we're trying to work this thing out let's not put us under the microscope yeah we're trying yep. to fix this which makes a lot of
0: sense because, um, and
1: that's the first time I've heard any media
0: member yeah. saying the NHL doesn't want us talking about this. It, well, I mean, they don't want to, you know, they don't want people pouring gasoline on a on a burning house. Yeah, I think is the problem, right? Because, yeah, you, you do try to work it out, but what do you do now? Because the the precedent that you set at the start of the year, has is, is you know now they've kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit, mm-hmm. but now uh, people think, okay, well, I remember two months ago when we had one called off for for less than that. Yeah right? And it got called back. So, so what is it? And that, that's the thing. Nobody knows. No one
1: knows. No one knows.
0: And you know what? They, we've talked about this uh, so many times. Every time this has come up because it's come up too many times this season, it's got to be black and white and they need to come out with, and hopefully before the playoffs, uh, a video or a precedent where they say, look, this is goal interference. You can't do this. And this isn't goal interference. This is, this is allowed and you can make hockey plays and you can drive the net and score goals. Um, but I mean right now what what's the difference I couldn't tell you no one knows no one knows and
1: I think I, I think it's come to that point where it it's gonna it's gonna need to take uh, you know a massive blown call or a controversial call in the postseason for this to, to make a change I'm sure they're already talking about changing it but I think they're not gonna be able to do something before the postseason so it is it is concerning, no doubt, like what Craig said. And frightening was the
0: word he said. Yeah, which, which is a good choice of which words. you nailed it on the head with that. Um, yeah, I know. It's it's um, just like when they had the puck over the glass um, yeah. that came in and Don yeah. Cherry came out and said, this is going to burn somebody in the playoffs. And I don't know any direct correlation, but I'm sure it has been costly. Um, and I just feel like the same kind of thing is brewing up. Um, it's funny, too, because... Um, remember the face-off penalty at the start of the year, everyone was freaking out. Yeah. I haven't seen that get called once since like October. So they just kind of backed off that. What what I think has happened here is they introduced the coaches challenge to try and get rid of the obnoxious miss call that happens once every four years. You know what I mean? Uh to try and get that, that one play right. Whereas if you just left the human error in, you know what I mean. We could be mad at a play that happened four years ago, and just let them ref, mm-hmm. as opposed to now they brought the challenge in. Now it's goalie interference, it's offside. it's everything, and everyone's nitpicking. And I, I think that it's just created even more issues than we initially had.
1: Absolutely, couldn't have said it better myself. Right? Yeah.
0: I mean, no, it's it's it just wasn't necessary. I mean, NFL. I get it. It's 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 a different. It's a different. Uh, obviously, an entirely different sport. It's it's kind of commands that that you know challenging aspect from, sure. from the coach. Sure, I, but I I
1: even think that the NFL they made it more complicated than it needed to. Yeah, be. And there's that's no what doubt the NHL has done here yeah. as well. Like you said, I think it's tough to to make it black or white, but I do think that there needs to be there needs to be something concrete that. That is the yes or the no, the black or the white, whatever, however you want to call it. I don't know if you can find it. Make it, that it way, less gray, anyway. Right? But you definitely have to make it less gray.
0: So there was a game still yeah. to be played on Saturday. A so good one. Exactly, back. and it was a great tilt. Uh, the buds do end up getting a building up a four goal lead. A little bit of a late collapse, but I thought overall they played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny with this club; they tend to weather the early storm, especially against good teams. And I find that if they can weather that early storm, they usually come out and they, they build some momentum and they usually end up winning those games. I thought Saturday was a perfect example of that. Yeah, abso- absolutely. and Yeah, it's
1: it's one of those things where, yeah, at the start they weathered the storm and it, it was a, a complete complete team effort. Um, and this is also without having Matthews in the line, right. which we'll get to, but it's... It's so weird. It's been hard to get up for these games just because of how the standings are, uh, and obviously also it seems like without Matthews in the lineup, it's kind of a there's an asterisk beside it because you're kind of waiting. Um, but yeah, I, I was completely, completely happy with with the performance. Um, but at the same time, it's like just get me to the postseason. Yeah, yeah. Get me to the postseason. That's the time.
0: thing. And we we didn't record last week. Just. Just, we don't want to bore you guys to death, yeah. uh, you know, talking about the same things over and over because mm-hmm. the content isn't really there right now. No, um, the playoffs start a month from today, so we're going to get our playoff preview stuff in, which we can't wait for. Yeah, we were just talking off the air saying, "Can it just be playoffs already?" Because I'm tired of talking about goaltender interference. I know, and, and things like that, but. Um, with that being said, um, I thought it was a great bounce back game coming off four straight losses. Absolutely. And you know what? I I think that sometimes you need that kind of opponent to try to get you off the snide. For Um, sure. That was an ugly loss in Buffalo. And look, we know the history, um, down at whatever, what do they call it now? First Niagara. Um yep, uh, it's yeah. Is that why they change the name every year, it seems like it's Key Bank. Key Bank, think, sorry, yeah. Key bank, sorry, I guess that <laughs> yeah. was yeah. That was last year's name. <laughs> yeah. Right? But uh yeah, I know it's 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 because they can't win down there and the most most Buffalo teams have been trash and they do have more of a home crowd feel down there, but just something about the you know, something I put in the water, I guess they they can't get it done. And that was an <laughs> ugly loss. But again, it doesn't even really matter at this point. So I was just kind of waiting for that that better opponent come Saturday, and uh, I thought they really showed up on Saturday night and bounced back from from those four losses. Yeah,
1: they did. They did. And and two things that after the game, a couple of tweets that kind of came out that really jumped to me was that they matched their win total from last year with forty. Right. Yep. And that took them it took them only sixty nine games this year. Um, and another thing was. Uh, the biggest winning streak at home in club history. That's 10, right. Which kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. I know the Leafs have in the past, or at least recent history, kind of struggled at home and were better. They were, you know, quote unquote, road warriors. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing from from day one when Mike Babcock came here. He said what he wanted to do was make the ACC a hard place to play. Right. And I think it has. I think it has become. And that has to do with obviously the type of team he's built. It's a fast team. Um, with his line, he, he's you know what I'll give it to him. His line matching is makes him next to none. Next right? to none, right? He's one of the best in the game because of it. And also, I think the atmosphere is a lot better now. I think the atmosphere it's it's a different. Well, people want to go. People want to go. Absolutely. Um, you don't see as many suits down in, in the bottom, and even if you do, they're up cheering and it's right. loud, right? So those are those are things that I think are important. I think having uh and even going forward bringing you know possible free agents in. if you have a good atmosphere if you have a good home record you have a good um culture built within uh it's it's good and it bodes well for your franchise obviously but that was really shocking i just couldn't believe that out of not just in the last few years in the entire 101 hit years of trying to make beliefs hockey that's the longest home really game.
0: impressive and and they've been playing hard at home too yeah too um, just to build on that i mean it, it's i think the old saying is if you build it they will come yeah. right and that's kind of that's kind of exactly what what we're seeing here cuz i mean back in you know the last decade of you know hell um, Why would any free agent want to come here, be under this much turmoil every day on a club they know is going nowhere, Mm -hmm. uh, with no real future, no prospects, um, no picks even, because they've all been dealt? Why would you want to come and face that scrutiny and that kind of pressure, can't go out to eat without being recognized, and it's probably all negative Mm -hmm. attention that you're receiving? I don't blame anyone for not wanting to come. And then now, look on the other side of the coin, they've built a winner, um, why wouldn't you uh, want to come? exactly a potential Stanley Cup contender, if not this year, then in, in the coming years. And look what happens. We get one of the top free agents in the offseason. And he's really contributing to our club this year. So I, I think it goes part and parcel. I mean if you if you do things right, if you're honest with your fans, they will show up and, and they will support your team.
1: Yeah, and that that's the thing. It's I mean you know the Leafs will it, they'll always fill that building up just mm-hmm. because they're the Leafs there's so many season ticket holders there's so many corporate tickets um, but it's been night and day even from last year i know last year the, the last year it just seemed like it was only you know special games or games that you know saturday nights or a certain team was in town or they strung together a couple of wins in a row mm-hmm. that's when the atmosphere it's ser- seriously at least for all the games that i've been to and some of the games that you can definitely see when you're watching at home for the most part for me especially, and I've been to I think eight games this year. Every single one has been a great atmosphere.
0: Yeah, no, and I don't
1: doubt it. I don't doubt it. Um, I've also seen eight wins this year, which is by far the most I've I'm usually I'm usually over or only see one You're win eight no. Eight and no
0: this year, man. <laughs> so if anyone has playoff tickets <laughs> yeah. out there and is looking for someone to go with, looks like we got a good luck chart. I have no, <laughs> no idea. Yeah, eight eight no. no. Eight no, eight That That is unbelievable. Yeah. So how many more you got? You got at least a couple more, no? A
1: uh, couple weeks against Buffalo, uh, and that's the only one that I have in hand. But that, I mean, that'll be a tester. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, seriously,
0: of course, seriously. No, that's man. If you go, if you go, from I don't want to.
1: I don't. even know if I want to waste them. I'm yeah, like saving yeah. them for the postseason. Yeah, well, oh, like
0: fuck. Who can blame you, right? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so speaking of that, uh, moving forward. So Matthew's been uh, back practicing, which is a great sign. Um, you know, they've, they've obviously struggled without him. Um, I feel like Babcock, um, a little bit to, you know, maybe correct his lines just because he doesn't have the personnel guys coming in and out of the lineup. Um, we saw Levo Saturday, actually, just to mention quickly, thought played really well that first goal and Kapanen now, um, looks like he's obviously here to stay for sure, which is awesome, but, uh, not to digress too much. Um, he's been participating in full practices, uh, albeit with the red sweater on. Um, but it's looking as if he could possibly be back maybe Thursday or Saturday of this week. Yeah, uh,
1: today um, a few of the reporters uh, mentioned that uh, Mike Babcock said that he did look like he was hesitating in some of the contract track drills. That makes him think that he's not gonna push for that Wednesday return. And like you said, Thursday seems to be more ideal. If it's me though, I, I think you wait till Saturday or even at latest maybe even Tuesday against Tampa. That's that's the real game that you really want. To, is it really worth forcing forcing him back? If he's ready to go and wants to play Thursday in Buffalo, sure, why not? Um but I don't think I don't think there's really a need to rush him back and I think Mike Babcock probably knows that. And as much as, you know, Austin Matthews probably wants to get back in the line, mm-hmm. he probably has realized that yeah, it's important for him to you know, rehab this shoulder and, uh, get back when it means, means most, because if they're fighting for, you know, to get, win a division, I mean, technically they're, they're definitely, they're not going to win that division now. And the the second spot, I mean, even still looks, looks pretty out of reach, pretty out of reach at this point,
0: which is fine. I mean, I think most people have accepted that. So I think
1: if you're fighting for home ice and you're, you know, maybe like night in, night out flipping with Boston, then maybe you think about him playing that Thursday night game or even possibly playing that Wednesday. But if he is not absolutely 110% ready to go on, on Thursday, I think you just wait till the weekend or even wait till Tuesday. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um, when he first went down, um, I guess I guess it was against the Islanders. So I can't remember. What were we? Two, three weeks ago now? something like that yeah whatever it was, it was definitely uh against the immediately no? i said if it's look if it's an ir situation shut him down for a month yeah that was just my opinion just based on the standings we're not going up we're not going down most likely uh so why risk it mm-hmm. why risk it on the other end though um what i will say is th- the more games he misses, i mean if he misses this whole week then that's three more and the only thing is that i really want him to find his you know his 110 percent sure. Right, and it, you can only do that in games. And you know, coming off missing a month if he does, um, you know, it's gonna take, what, three, maybe four games to get your stride back, and then, so then we're only talking about five, six games remaining in the season before the playoffs. That's my only argument. True. I'd like to get him back, if he's ready, get him in the lineup. Any signs of, of you know, regression with the injury, pull him out, again, I'm fine with that. But just just as far as legs and game speed, uh, that's the only argument I'd make against that because obviously uh, rest is key. But I like to see him get back and and you know be a threat yeah. uh, to opposition for a playoff series. I think if you wait, so
1: if you give him Wednesday, Thursday, he has obviously from so he'll have. Let's say he goes back Saturday, then he'll have Sunday, Monday off, and then play again Tuesday. So with with him, at least if he plays Saturday he's got a little bit of rest time in between his first game that's i don't know something
0: that you can look at there but it'd be nice to see him spank the habs too that also it's (laughs) always nice right of course of
1: course (laughs) and then like you said too you're throwing him right into the gauntlet coming back if he goes tuesday he goes tuesday um at tampa thursday at preds that's two tough games in a row then they go back home against detroit which is here or there, right. but That's two tough games. To I, don't I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I do. Yeah, I
0: don't mind it. Yeah, be you know right what I mean. Exactly. That's what I mean. So Fair I mean, enough. and and oddly enough, despite um, missing 16 games, and I guess he'll be at 17, 18, 19 by the by the time this is all said and done. Hopefully, that's it <laughs> for the year. But he's he's still fifth in even strength primary points this season in the whole league. Yeah, um, and well. he still leads the Leafs in goals, I believe. Just looking at it here, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kadri's catching up. Same with JBR with 26, mm-hmm. but he still leads the team in goals. So, I mean, it's upsetting because he could have had a 45-50 goal <laughs> season possibly had he yeah. been healthy the whole year, but it happens.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it is <clears throat> it is definitely something that, that Lee fans probably will be a little bit upset at the end of the year when his numbers don't show. But, uh, I mean, if you look at the, like you said, for the amount of games that he's missed. Plus, I mean, if you just look at his goals per game and, and points per game, he's right up there, near close to the top. Um, it's just unfortunate how much he's missed. But I mean, hey, if he's healthy, rested for the postseason, missed more games than he anticipated, and, and you win a playoff round, I think you'll take that trade off. And I know he would take the trade
0: off. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, that's all that matters this season, yeah. obviously, with the expectations ramped up. From last year, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they miss the playoffs this year, if they pulled at Edmonton this year, City would already be burned to the ground. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's that's a that's. A it's, I um, I actually feel bad for them. me too. I can't I believe do too. that's happening in McDavid yeah. too because it's it's a team I'd like to see in the playoffs for sure. Right, and they're in the West. It doesn't really really no. affect anything that we're doing here. Yeah. yeah, it's it's true. But the thing with Matthews as well. Speaking
1: of, of, obviously they didn't even allow him to travel with the team when they went in, uh, on that Florida trip. Uh, There was a, you know, that was too bad for him. (laughs) Missed missed the rookie party, (laughs) but it just shows that him and the organization realizes that, you know what, better better stay back, get healthy. It's not his rookie party, so I'm sure he, you know what, it's really not a big deal, and that just shows what type of pro he really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maturity
0: level. It's true. I mean, yeah, I heard he's he stuck around yeah. in Toronto. I was like, yeah. oh man, yeah. I think you'd want to boot down there yeah, for that. Man, right? hey, but. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention to you quick too. Um, so since they since they acquired Perkannish, the first four games were losses. Um, they just got the first win <laughs> with him on the Saturday night. Um, I I feel like he's looked a little uninterested. Now I don't know if that's uh, if that's you know adjusting to a new club, a rival team that you know you've hated per se for, mm. for so long.
1: I well I will say one thing. Um, and like I said, I was not the biggest fan of the trade and obviously people who hated the trade probably hated even more just because of how the way he's played. And when you mm-hmm. did when we were talking before, when you said he's looked disinterested, that is true. I did. I, now that you say that I did notice that, but at the same time, even when he was playing for the Habs, he kind of was like a, an emotionless player. He kind of looks disinterested, even when he was playing with the Habs. So I I, I did, definitely when you said that, I thought, yeah, that is true. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think that's just the type of guy he is. He's kind of, has know, a monotone stoic, face, maybe, monotone yeah. face, when he talks to the media, he's monotone. Uh, that's just the type of guy he is. But I will agree with you. He has not looked great. Uh, but at the same time, the team has not looked great either.
0: That's true. That's true. And you know what? I, I wasn't about to harp on the no, squad. No, no. And, no, no I, and I wasn't putting words in your mouth there either. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things that happens. Like, yeah. what were they prior to that? I can't remember exactly. 13-1, and 13-2, something like that in their previous. It's, uh, these are numbers I'm pulling out of my ass here. But they were on a, on a, a, big run, yeah, right? like a fire streak um, before that four-game losing streak. Whatever. It happens. And yeah. and like we said, these games are almost irrelevant yeah. at this point. I mean, I like to see them keep pushing forward. And um, this week, it'll be a tough game on Wednesday against Dallas. But Buffalo, Montreal, those are winnable games. That'd get us to 91 points. That's almost 100% you can lose all your games, save one or two, and you're yeah. going to make the playoffs. These yeah. I'd like to just see it get it done this week. Win all three. You know what I mean? And basically secure your spot. And then you can you can kind of take a step back again and just analyze which way you want to go with it for the rest of the season because there's only going to be three weeks left two three games a week at that point right very true yeah no i i I absolutely agree and then i mean we've talked about it as well
1: then maybe you can also get into you know allowing you know freddie anderson to take a couple of nights off because i will say i think he has he didn't look tired on saturday don't get me wrong but on that florida trip there was a few nights where it looked like he wasn't the same freddie yeah yeah and a few of the goals were, you know, that like the Buffalo game, like that was just a bad night and unlu- like, unlucky, really unlucky, really too. unlucky.
0: But it did look like he was tired. He just mentally just kind of looked checked out again, which happens. Absolutely, right? it happens to everybody. Yeah. you know what I mean, not just the goalie. When you face the a billion
1: shots, you you face the most rubber in the entire NHL. You've played the most amount of minutes. It's bound to happen. So I think I think we talked about it before. I think my stance before was let him ride it out and continue to play Mm -hmm. i think i've leaned more to allowing him to a few a couple extra nights off um and uh just give him some rest because i mean not just that obviously the back-to-backs are going to give him rest of course but i would even give him a a give you know mcalaney a couple starts here and there even without you know back to back
0: it's funny because because we mentioned that and then that was big talk in the media too and i think um uh, Anderson himself was getting sick of it because yeah. everyone's come up. Oh, are you tired? Are you tired? Yeah. He's like, I'm not tired. Yeah, you know what I mean. This mm-hmm. it was a it was a what were they on the road for eight days? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I think anybody would be tired uh, exactly. uh, for a stretch going so like that. Gonna, and he's
1: not going to say, of oh, course oh, not. I'm, I'm exhausted, guys.
0: <laughs> and with that being said, um, I don't think Babcock will do it. I think he wants to, you know, keep him in the net, um, keep him rolling. As much as we'd like to see him get some rest and, and give McElhaney some of these quote-unquote throwaway games up in Rochester, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We'd love to see that because, again, okay, he's probably going to get the start Thursday. That would make sense against Buffalo. But even even a game like Saturday, that is a classic throwaway, nothing game versus a team that's going nowhere this year. You don't need to throw him in the net. Now I don't know if it's a if it's a team thing where he's in the room saying, no, I want to be in there
2: yeah. put
0: me in i'll I'll keep going and the coach just trusts him and says sure. let's let's do it then if if you're good to go um obviously we're not in the room we don't know how that goes down, but just just um you know sheer sports science as they want to call yeah. it it just makes sense to to you know give him a little bit of rest here down the stretch, yeah, absolutely, but as Bab says it's saskatchewan's saskatchewan uh,
1: science. Tells them else yes, of tells course some other things of course too. But no, I think I think you probably see I mean, you definitely see Freddie on Wednesday. You probably see McElhaney Thursday, Saturday, I would expect to see Freddie again, and then maybe Tuesday, Thursday, Freddie again, but like Saturday why not a Saturday against against the Red Wings. Monday against yep. against the Sabres. Um they're, you know, I think I think those
0: are those are definitely
1: spots where you can play. Rochester out, right?
0: auditorium <laughs> <laughs> love it right um, but yeah I mean we we've, we've beat that to death I think in the last few episodes but I just I don't know it just makes sense to me yeah absolutely right um, something I wanted to mention to you I saw today um, someone was doing a little poll and it was uh, what would your ideal cup final matchup be um, between obviously the teams that are currently in a spot in the East and teams that are currently in a spot in the West. So let's do one that involves a lease and one without just, just for shits and giggles. Okay.
1: Hmm. In
0: let's any order you here. want So I'll go without.
1: Okay. Without Toronto first. Sure. I think ideally I would like to see out of the West. I would like to see Winnipeg. Just because, yep. one, they're they're a really fun team to watch. The building would go absolutely bananas. Uh, and in the East, I would actually say Washington, just because... Oh, get him off the snide kind you, of thing. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but seeing Ovi in a cup final would be awesome. Seeing him out of the second round would be awesome. Yeah, exactly,
0: for <laughs> but one. But they're a
1: team that I, I feel like... If it doesn't happen this year, I don't know if it will ever, yeah, if it ever <laughs> if, will if it's going to ever happen. It's a good point. So I think that's mine. Um without Toronto in there, with Toronto Let's in there? Hear it with. I think I still go with Winnipeg against you, Toronto. You took mine. You took mine. I think that's I exactly all what I all said. Canada mile.
0: And it's uh, I don't think Jerry would ever <laughs> ever ever allow that to no. happen cuz he'd lose his whole market. Oh yeah. Right? Oh, imagine yeah. imagine it's um, Leafs like Game Seven um, Conference Finals, Jets Conference Finals Game Seven, he'd be Shaking in the war room actually yeah. saying, "Bring it upstairs," I think. Bring it upstairs. Yeah, 100%. you know what I mean, because that, that would just destroy. Like NBC, would they even bother covering it? I know <laughs> they might just sell the rights and be like, "Ah, oh, TSN can have it." <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, but yeah. I mean, for us, that'd be amazing. I mean, Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, they hate us. We don't really care about them.
2: Yeah.
1: His dream, and it would be the worst for ratings, would be Tampa Vegas. Yep. He'd be just pitching a tent in his pants. For
0: sure. But nobody,
1: nobody would be watching that.
0: Yeah. I mean, the rules are, and in a perfect Jerry's world, is you're allowed one Canadian team and one American team (laughs) in a big market every year, and that's it. That's it. No, you can't have two Canadian teams. Come on. No, no right? chance. Um, it's funny you say Vegas though. Uh, for my um, non-Leaf matchup, uh, I wanted Vegas and Pitt, and just to go Mark Andre getting a shot against yeah, Matt Murray and against be awesome. his former club, that'd be and awesome. not to mention they're two sick teams. I think it'd be a wicked final. Yeah. Um, with Pitt, obviously going to their third straight cup final. I don't know, man. It's just it's such a weird weird thing. I mean, they have so many miles on their club and yet they just keep rolling along and they look like they can go again this year.
1: It's it's ridiculous. I think the I think what I really noticed was that game against Toronto um the last time they played, obviously not this weekend. That when they they really really I think that was like maybe their They won a bunch in a row at that point, but I can't remember the exact number. This was a a look, like almost a month back. Um, But ever since then, it's just, I mean, they've been rolling. Malkin has been
0: insane. You see a stat on Saturday, points uh, since January 1st? Yeah. It's it's, uh, Kessel, Malkin, and uh, Crosby. Yeah. And then Taylor Hall. Yeah. So that's your top four. Wild. Absolutely
1: nuts, man. I I don't get it. So many miles on them, but they still they they caked it up to that next next gear, and they look scary. They look really really scary. But I will say, I think a team like Jersey or a team like Florida, uh, right now Florida's a couple points behind, but they looked awesome as of late. I think they're like eight one and one, and they're on ten. They're
0: looking Uh, good. They're looking
1: really Mm -hmm. good. They're a team that could probably. At least scare a Pittsburgh or or a Tampa Bay. Dude, I was gonna say. Thing you, I was gonna
0: mean? say um, Washington. I could just see it happening. Oh, man. Washington for I, sure. Yeah, I could a, just see it absolutely. happening. Absolutely, that's an a old Southeast Division foes, and they just knock them off. It's a no
1: brainer. Oh, absolutely. Ovi swearing on the bench again,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> losing to a, a lower seeded team for the ninth or tenth time in his career. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of Ovi, though. You had some OVs that just rolled in.
1: Yeah, so when we just as almost literally as we were about to uh, hit the record button, OV scored his 600th uh, career goal and just the fourth player to record number 600 in under a thousand games.
0: So impressive! That's crazy impressive.
1: I, I honestly, I, it's it's clear this is the best goal scorer that that we've seen in yep. our generation, and he could be when he's done. The greatest goal scorer ever in, in NHL history. Even if he doesn't reach Gretzky's numbers, I think you could still, depending on how many he, he, he finishes with, you could still make an argument for the most deadly goal scorer in, in hockey history.
0: Without a doubt. Um, we were just doing just some quick math, just for fun, um, to see you know how he kind of stacks up against Gretzky. He's still 500 games less played um, than Wayne had in his career. Um, now if he had 35 goals for eight and a half more years, just to give us an average number that would reach Gretzky's totals for goals. Now, I mean, obviously known more as a playmaker Gretzky was, but he still holds that, yeah. that goal record. It looks like if any of his records are going to be broken, that could definitely be one and he could definitely do it, uh, at the pace he's on. Cause you got to figure he's going to have at least, he's probably getting 50 this year at least. I mean, yeah. he's got 42, so maybe next year and a year after that, if he's got 50 in him and 50 in him again, even if he starts to slow back to 35 goals a year after that, it's easily doable.
1: You know, it's, I, I think so too. And, and he's a truck, sorry to
0: cut you off, but he'll play
1: till he's 40, 42 years old. For sure. For sure. As long, I mean, and that's the thing that a lot of people was kind of, they were saying, Oh, I don't know if he can, if he can play that long. Like he plays like an animal. He doesn't play, he doesn't hit everything in sight anymore. He does have that extra gear where he can, but he's changed his game. Um, You know, he cut weight. He's faster now. He's not nearly Mm. as big as he once was. He adjusted to the new game. Exactly. And I think when he had that slow start last, was it last year that he really was off to Mm -hmm. the slow start? He was getting used to his body. He hadn't played that, that late probably since he was like 19. Seriously. The the guy's a horse, you know. I think he's so it says here two thirty-five, which is still massive. I think he was I think at one point in his career he was like two forty-five yeah, or something. Yeah.
0: Which is pure like pure muscle.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. Honestly, I mean you just look at the company that so for like I said, so the fourth um fourth player to score six hundred and fewer than a thousand games. So Ovi did it nine ninety, Brett Hall did it nine hundred. Mario Lemieux did it in 719, and Gretzky did it in 7-18. Uh, so, I mean, if you ask people who are the, you know, when you hear goal scorer, who comes in mind the most elite goal scorers, those four guys are yeah, usually yeah. there, and he's right there with them. Um, obviously, Lemieux and Gretzky, their number, or their amount of games, way less, but I'm not going to start the, the debate now, but it was a, a completely different game when, when they course, were playing yeah, then. So. Yeah. I've always been an OV guy. I've always been a guy that has want to see him succeed. I want to see him do well in in, in the postseason. And if you look at his numbers in the playoffs, I know he's he's a leader. He's supposed to take his team over the edge. If you look at his playoff numbers, it's not like it's not like he's not producing. He's producing. He's
0: it's got just, ninety points in the playoffs. Yeah. So just about a point a game.
1: Just about a point a game. So I don't know if this is the year. Maybe it's. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He was put in a tough spot. Probably never should have been wearing the C. Definitely at that early of a time. Tough to build your your franchise around a right winger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which, I mean, Backstrom, I think today or yesterday was voted uh, by the NHLPA as the most underrated um, player in the very league. Very fair. Which is, I think, two. a very yeah, fair. Yeah. Very fair. But, yeah, if there's a year to do it, it's this year. Because I think if, if, they don't, uh, if they don't do it this year, you might see...
0: A completely different team. And well, maybe, I think about ownership down there. They, they've yeah. probably had enough. Yeah, of you know spending maybe, yeah. maybe to the maybe cap. can go going to a different team is wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that be nuts? That'd wouldn't be crazy. Be Imagine I, I just try to try to picture him elsewhere. You can't. You, you can. have to go through the numbers and try to see exactly who could accommodate him. Yeah. At this point, but I mean, man, just to think of some of the centermen around the league that he could play with—that'd be unbelievable. Wild. Absolutely wild. I, I don't know if
1: it ever happened, but it's something, it's, you know, it's it's one of the, uh, it's one of the things sports fans like to do. Exactly.
0: But you never know that owner could, could just be like, look, I've had enough of this um, being so good, you know, being a regular season team every year and then never getting it done in the playoffs, just strip it down, sell the parts and let's, let's redo it. Uh, and it'd be tough. But I mean, how many times can you, you know what I mean? Uh <laughs> Spin the same bottle in the same direction, you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. and, and hope for a different result. I mean, uh-huh. it doesn't it doesn't add up. But who knows? Um, you know, they, he's probably going to be a career guy, um, as most hockey players typically are, yeah. true to where they've where they've been drafted to, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But even Gretzky himself though, has come out and said, "I want my records to get broken." Sure. So, and good for Alex. I mean, I hope he I hope he does it. And he's he's now ten games away from a thousand. So good for him. Congrats to him, and hopefully he does have another five hundred in the tank. Because uh, it just be a, it's just a pleasure for fans to even if even if we got to see a race like him get close, you know. Yep.
1: A lot of people thought you know Yager had a chance to maybe at least sniff it or mm-hmm. or get to get to Gordy Howe at least, but obviously this year, you know, as they say, Father Time is is undefeated. Yeah. Obviously, it caught up with him quickly. Really quick. Um, maybe we'll see in a few years if, if OV's on track to at least sniff Gretzky's. Right. right. And
0: it, you know what's funny? It's similar to when uh, Brodeur was chasing the shutouts record. Yeah. And remember, it was it was no impossible. And then it was like, maybe. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, it's oh, going yeah. oh, to happen. Right. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, I, I would bet that it's probably something very similar. Whereas, like, right now, we're 294 back. And everyone's kind of like, "Ah, I don't know, that's Mm -hmm. kind of uh, still a pretty big mountain to climb. Wait three years, and I bet you there's people going, no, this is happening. Yeah. This is 100% happening if he continues at at such a pace. Yeah. Right? Um, So uh, another kind of lull in the schedule, I feel like I say this every week. I mean, (laughs) it's weird, though, because the The games in hand, everybody has. I feel like we had to play our whole schedule. It was yeah <laughs> before know. February for some reason. I know right, and then now it's just there's hardly any games. I mean, we're waiting again till Wednesday mm-hmm. to play a game, but whatever. It is what it is. It's good. It's good for the predicament we're in with Matthews, right? To try and get some rest, um, and good for the rest of the guys, obviously too. Um, Wednesday night versus Dallas at home, um, they dominated the Stars uh, in their visit there back in. February.
1: Oh yeah,
0: late January, early yeah. February. They yeah. dominated. That was one of their better games of the year. I remember a lot of analysts said that was their best game of the season. Uh, and that's a good team, man. That's a team that's going to the playoffs uh, more than likely. And um, yeah, no, they played well against them last time. Uh, your buddy Shoresy's coming to town. Yes. So that'll be good. Yeah. You got any? Uh, you got in touch at all to, to?
1: I'm actually. So funny enough, a Saturday or Friday night. Uh, they're in Ottawa, and I'm actually in Ottawa this weekend for a buddy's bachelor. Oh, game. beautiful! So we're gonna hook up with him there. Sweet. Then, so, uh, but no, not not in. Uh, I was going to see if I could grab tickets for the game there, but I figure, you know what? I'm gonna see him on uh, on Friday night. Right, right, right. Chat to him there. But yeah, this this Dallas team, it's. Uh, I don't think it's quite the team that we saw last time Toronto played them. Uh, they're, they're I think they're now in that wild card first wild card spot. Yep. So, they've looked a lot better. Um, they're starting to turn, turn things around and, uh, I think it will be a pretty good game. Um, Tyler Sagan, obviously a homecoming for him as well. Um,
0: you got well, Jamie Ben shattering sticks over his leg <laughs> yeah. in one of the best they're, I've seen. Yeah, oh
1: yeah. Honestly, if I could build a, a, a hockey player, a prototypical hockey player, I, I'm building Jamie Ben.
0: Without a doubt.
1: Man crush on a on hundred trillion on that a yeah. hockey player. He is nails. He can score. Uh, he's a playmaker. He, he's the he's the all oh, like I said. He fights in the playoffs. In, yeah, you gotta like a guy like him. I
0: love it, man. Yeah. Ever since World Juniors, I've, yeah. I've had have had also man crush on him. <laughs> he's just so sick, man. Yeah. And then when they got Sagan too last year, I, um, you know, stupidly enough, I had them as my Cup favorite. <laughs> they didn't even make the playoffs. I
1: I threw I figure I, I sprinkled a little bit on on the futures. For yeah, there you go. Year, so I thought so too. Right. I think the goaltending situation was a little bit of a. a an issue there last year for sure they thought that they maybe figured things out with Bishop but hey maybe he catches fire in in, uh, in the playoffs who knows we've seen like last year in Nashville they, uh, they yeah they squeaked in it's They're true. not nearly the same team that's
0: built not quite the as playoffs deep. yeah not as deep not as good defensively but who knows yeah all you gotta do is get to the dance right yeah uh, speaking of teams not going to the dance or anytime soon uh, yeah. Thursday at Buffalo again. So again, another another weird scheduling thing. They're, they're gonna end up playing them three more times. Yeah. Um, so weird. It, it's, so it's crazy. Weird. I don't understand that it was the latest they've ever played the Sabres yeah. to start a season. It was March, it was March 5th. I crazy. can't believe that. I usually play them like the first three games yeah. of the year. Right? Which which is the way it should be. But uh no, I thought the fans really showed up and the team didn't, unfortunately, <laughs> last Monday. Uh which sucked. That was a that was a put me to bed. Kind Oof. of game, all oh, those God. ugly bounces. I just, just one of those nights where you just want to turn it off. Eh? I, oh, it was,
1: it was, it was just a weird, 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 weird game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this though, if it goes bad one or the other way, I think this is a game that we could see a little bit old school hockey. We obviously saw um, Ristolainen and Kadri get into it, drop the mitts. They have not liked each other for no, a long no. time. Um, I think this is one where. You could probably see maybe a a couple scraps here or there. I wouldn't be surprised to see Martin in the lineup again. Yeah. I mean, back to back. He actually, I thought he played pretty well when he played. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and I think Babcock maybe was, you know. I think it was a pity start. It was a pity start, but he might have spun it saying, well, I know it was going to be a tough game. I knew. Yeah, yeah. That's probably how he was going to spin it. He knows spin. how to
0: spin his words, eh? So,
1: but I think, it was a pity, I think it was a pity start, but it ended up working well.
0: I mean, that hit he threw and just shot him. Oh, yeah. That
2: oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's good. I mean, I don't think a guy like Risto is going to step up to Martin. No, God, he's, no. If, even if he says, oh, you're going to pay for, for last time, he's just going to be no. like, no thanks. Man. No, no. I think Kadri and him would go again, though. Yeah, I yeah. Think. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit better tilt. Yeah. But those Euros don't tend to... Uh, Tend to square up, you know, as a typical North well, American guy would. Well, I mean, I mean, good on cat I mean, obviously, line is not a scrapper, but he's got a, a Big few boy. inches. Yeah, you got a few inches on Cadre. So that's true. Um. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, they can just pick up a win against an opponent they should should be beating. It's um, just so tough for for Toronto, and
2: not
1: even the years past, but this year as well. It's like. <sighs> It's a basically a meaningless game for you. For the Sabers, they've got a bunch of guys in the lineup that are fighting for for jobs yep. next year. And it's it's loose hockey when it doesn't mean anything. And it's probably motivating when you get out out to the building or you 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 go out to skate on the ice and you get booed in your own barn. That's awful.
0: Like that's even in our worst days, man. I don't think we no not I at the know. start of the game at least. Yeah. Maybe two minutes in. But those are like the the and the boos it's it's the
1: sarcastic it's the sarcastic the Bronx cheers, the Bronx cheers yeah. where this is there were so many leaf fans in that building and they were so loud that when the sabers hit the ice they were booing which is nuts absolutely <laughs> crazy i had some buddies who were sabers fans cuz when i went down to school in buffalo so i had buddies up from buffalo and they yeah. said they're like dude got a text like just after warm-ups happened my buddy's got seasons and he's like man this is probably the craziest the like the biggest Influx of Leaf fans that I've ever
0: seen and yeah that the seats were were 13 bucks. Yeah, you know what? I mean nuts, so I'm hoping for the same I was saying to you I'm hoping Thursday because I'm gonna just gonna drive down right from Mississauga. There you go And we're Go right down almost if it's halfway and that's that's uh, our seat giant plug of the day there right there hop on in, in Canadian dollars right Because um, just go on day of and and that's when you know all the Sabre season ticket holders don't want to go They can't get rid of them you know what I mean? Like, oh, I bet a couple Leaf fans will come down and and fill these seats and <laughs> make our fans boo pretty loudly, right? Yeah. The thing with the uh,
1: with the Sabers, um, with the well, those games in in Toronto, and I feel bad because if you look like a lot of Sabers fans, and they've even told me at the start of the year, they'll flip their Leafs tickets, their Habs tickets, their Bruins tickets.
0: I heard that's what pays for their whole year. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Especially a lot of Leaf, or sorry, a lot of. Um, a lot of Canadians that have season tickets as well, say if they're not necessarily Leaf fans or, or they're just you know hockey fans or if they're yeah, Sabres yeah. fans even, they flip those games and they'll help pay for for them. So one thing I will say, I feel bad last last week when they played uh, or a couple weeks ago when they did play Toronto in Buffalo. If you're a Leaf fan, you bought those tickets earlier in the year. You're seeing not only thirteen dollars going for tickets. But also, you were anticipating probably the Sabers to be at least competitive.
0: Competitive, yeah.
1: You were expecting Austin Matthews to be in the lineup, and you were expecting Jack Eichel to be in the lineup, and you got
0: none of that. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's why you're paying thirteen bucks. So Canadian. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping
1: the majority of those Leaf fans got their bargain and they weren't Christmas presents, you know, or they were buying them at the start of the year, that yeah. Would
2: suck
0: for sure. That would suck. <laughs> Imagine you bought right on the glass oh, 500 Hundo American. And that's what you got. A couple unlucky bounces and a, <laughs> and a bad leaf loss, right? Yeah, that would um, This, again, another scheduling flaw. This will be the Habs' first visit to the ACC <laughs> this Saturday. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't understand. this. It's been one of the weirdest years for scheduling that I've ever seen. Um, and, it, and it's, it's funny because it, it was an Olympic year technically, but not really because the league didn't even go, right? Yeah. So it's not like they had all these crazy, crazy things to work around, so... I mean, it's just uh, just it's been a weird uh, weird year for scheduling. But anyway, we'll see the Habs for the first time since November. Um, they have gone in the absolute opposite direction that we have uh, in in the time since we last faced them. Uh, I think we're two and zero against them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, again, this is a winnable game. This these guys are no good. They have nothing to play for. Um, they're hoping for that for that first overall or close to. Yeah. At this point, it's just one of those games you got to get through. Absolutely, it it seemed similar to the
1: the the, the Ottawa game in Toronto. A couple, of, well, it was like a month ago, maybe on a Saturday night. It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know what? It's it's a game that you expect to win, but it's not one where ah oh, you lose. It's like ah oh, whatever. You still really want to you know you beat your rivals. Yeah. Regardless, exactly. even if they're they're junk or not, you're not gonna be like whatever. The game didn't matter anyways. It's one of those games where the team and especially the fans especially the fans that are down there at the game they're waiting seeing you know the leaves take the boots to the Habs because until this year <laughs> it was a long time
0: yeah it was a mean, long it's, time it's funny you say about getting tickets for christmas and whatnot i mean cuz this is the first time they've been down so yeah. you don't anticipate you know one's going to be so far no. away from another in the standings right no. But again, still a rivalry game. I'd love to go down to it, regardless of, you know, even if it's kind of meaningless. You know what? Saturday night, Leafs, Habs, doesn't matter where they are in the standings, it's a big night. It's It's always going to be a barn burner, It's always going to be a great one. Unless we beat them (laughs) 6-0. Two times now, by the way. (laughs) Two times. Who's counting, though, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, with that being said, there's only 13 games left, so we're going to have a couple more Eppies. Uh, just to kind of prime everybody up and then it's go time we're in here uh cracking down that first round we, might have, to, we might have to do a couple of episodes a, a week during post-season. yeah it's true it's true because it's gonna it's crazy the roller coaster ride yeah. that the that the postseason is one missed call here one crazy game here triple overtime next day you know what I mean so we'll, we'll sort that out um, when the time comes most likely gonna be Boston so we're gonna see if we can get cord on again and, yeah. and kind of break down that series and uh i've been just talking to the boys uh this week about going down to game two so there you go if you want to jump on the bus and uh head down with the boys it is a war zone yeah i will warn you yes but i'll get you a blue mask and, and you can join the crew <laughs> love it love it uh but with that being said um that's going to do it for another week uh, of the Least pod thanks to everyone for tuning in every week uh and chatting with us on twitter And don't forget to head over to Seat Giant. Uh, Use our promo code LEAFSPOD, especially this Thursday down in Buffalo. uh, I'm most likely going to head down. I'm going to be twisting Patty's arm if he's free to go down with me. Um, So, yeah, check that out. And uh, until next week, guys, go Leafs go.
1: Game over. Bless you,
2: boys. What a game.